Yo and hello, it's me. Just call me T Marie, and this is yet another episode of the Come Up Culture Podcast. Listen, um, this week's episode, ooh, uh, let me just get right into it. Wellness check. This week's wellness check. I am, I am in the disgusted quadrant. I'm a little bit. I'm a little. I'm a little upset. I am, you know, disappointed in certain people and certain things that have happened. I'm feeling appalled a little you know revolted i may be you know feeling a little disapproving a little judgmental um what else i am a little in the bad category too as i'm feeling stressed a little overwhelmed a little out of control a little tired a, a bit unfocused no i'm not feeling unfocused anymore I'm, I'm more focused than I've, I've ever been, I feel, but it's maybe a little boredom. I'm a little bored, like focus and, you know, consistency. A lot of that can, can feel bore, boring because it's like you do the same things, you know, you record, you edit, you promote, you blah, blah, blah. It's like it's getting to be a little repetitive. I've spent enough time, you know, stumbling around and figuring it out that now I'm actually, um, I actually know what it is I need to do. I actually know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm doing those things and it can be a little repetitive and that repetition can, you know, make you feel a little indifferent or even a little apathetic to to a certain degree. Um, not really feeling fearful, not really feeling angry. I don't believe I feel sad, surprised. A little bit certain things and certain you know chain of events that have happened since the last episode has left me feeling a bit you know confused a bit perplexed um as well as a little excited a little eager and 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 energetic so you know my feelings are a bit over the you know all over the place but that's just given the amount of things that have happened you know in the last 14 days but um you know this this episode is already pretty long uh the conversation i had with my guests was was very intense even 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 at at its current length there was still so much more that was said and you know so much more that we didn't get to you know get to but um what happened was that got us to where you know my guest and i were in the conversation was for one, there was the situation with Brittany Renner. You know, everybody knows about her. PJ Washington married her, got her pregnant. She divorced him, you know, soon after the baby was born. And she now looks to collect a substantial amount of um, a substantial amount of child support and alimony, you know, following the separation and the split. And she ended up being axed on DJ Academics' platform. And the viral clips that came from it was, you know, him basically saying she's a thought, saying that she used this man, and just, you know, all the things blaming Brittany Renner for the current situation between her and PJ Washington. And, you know, from that, of course, you get the men who they'll post and share and you know, discuss all of the ways in which, you know, women are abusing the system, abusing their privilege, 
and will do these things to men purposely as a come up and then get upset with men for how they, you know, perceive these women and how they tend to react to these women. And I know that's a lot, you know, for me to say in one breath, but it's just like it, it it's all intermixed with this week's, you know, topic of discussion. And I say all of that to say that in speaking to my guest, there is a lot of, you know, there are a lot of talking points that we've heard regurgitated over and over and over again. And in my attempt to have this conversation, I wanted to bypass it, but it's it just proved to me that it's so easy to fall into a lot of those same traps, whether it's personal bias, whether it's, you know, personal, you know, judgment, whether it's, you know, things that you've ingested from other outlets, things that, you know, may not pertain to you, but you feel like you resonate with. There are a lot of reasons why this conversation can't happen productively. And so rather than making it a conversation between men and women or whatever the case may be, I feel like the only solution, honestly, is for women to just, you know, how can I put this? Because this is like, all right, I'm not going to say what women need to do. I'm going to, I'm going to speak, I'm going to, you know, lead by example, and I'm going to speak for myself. The way in which I feel I can do better in relating to and speaking to and dealing with men of my generation is by not hugging the fence with these niggas anymore I tend to want to understand and relate and like do certain things with certain men and realizing that that is not going to work what I need to do is I need to have my clear boundaries as making them as realistic as possible, not setting unrealistic, you know, expectations of men, but also abiding by them. If there are certain characteristics and things that I want in a man, if I don't see those things in his own life in getting to know him, I need to leave him alone exactly where he's at. That's not to say that I can't, you know, extend grace to a to a man, you know, for his situation. That's not to say that I can't be understanding, but there has to be certain lines that are very clearly and visibly drawn. Cuz what I realize is is in speaking to, you know, my guests, a lot of personal feelings that I've had towards this person you know, based on previous arguments, based on previous conversations, based on previous, you know, situations and interactions, I can only communicate with him through that lens and through that filter. As a woman, 
it's very hard for me to look past knowing certain things and dealing with him as a man. And this is as a friend. And I think that, you know, again, I still stand by men and women need to learn how to be platonic friends, but we, we will get into that a little bit later. But again, I, I had to cut a lot of our conversation short because I'm trying to communicate with him on a level. It just isn't necessary. <laughs> yeah, if he sees things one way and I see things another way, a part of just accepting that is just accepting that. Like neither one of us should have to explain. Neither one of us should have to, you know, argue or convince. It just is what it is. And I think that, you know, in dealing with men in general, I need to take that same approach. Because like in trying to relay my point of view in trying to, you know, getting men to understand you know, what most women go through. All I end up doing is coming off as if I hate men. I only have negative things to say about men. And, you know, I've heard that from a number of people. And I had to realize what the context was I was hearing it in. All of the times that I tried to understand men and they would give me answers to things and I wouldn't understand it and would ask questions that just perpetuates the idea of I'm purposely misunderstanding men. When in all honesty, I understand them just fine. I get it just fine. And having this conversation only solidifies that. You know, the only real question that I can think to have answered is what will it take for a man to view a woman as an equal partner in a relationship like that's the only thing that I can think to ask because from what I understand men and women are not equal meaning we are not the same the nature of who we are are not the same but just because we are not the same does not mean that we should not be able to operate in a relationship as equals a man has his strengths in a relationship, just like a woman has her strengths in a relationship. The things a man can do, a woman should not do, and vice versa. And so if we have to accept that there are just certain things that are that are specifically required from both a man and a woman, then we have to look at each other as equal partners to be able to be whole. A man cannot look to run or you know, boss a woman because there are things that she can do that he cannot do. And I'm only speaking for modern men because it is modern men who have this idea of romanticizing relationships and women from the past without acknowledging the context in which those women acted and behaved back then in the 50s and whatever women had to be submissive to men women had to do those things they had to get married because if they didn't there was no place for them to be in society comfortably if you were a woman back then without a husband you had less access to less things the times now have changed women do not have those restrictions anymore 
regardless of how happy she may or may not be or whatever the stats that these men love to quote, regardless of any of that, women are still outliving men. And even though women are, you know, one in four likely to be on antidepressants, women are not committing suicide at the same rate as men. And this is a conversation because November is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And again, I'm not going to talk about what other women need to do. I'm just going to talk about from me. What I can say I learned from all of this is I, I have a new way to approach dating or approach, you know, how I interact with men on a whole. And I kind of had that conversation with a friend of mine where, you know, I don't remember where she said she heard it from, but... The advice that was given was a woman's only relationship with a man should be from a business standpoint. And if it's not going to be from a business standpoint, then you should only speak to him if you're going to be attracted to him in order to like sleep with him, be with him, blah, blah, blah. And I guess this is where like my brain will start to melt and break down because I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. Like I am I'm thoroughly I'm thoroughly confused. It, it it's it's a fucking it's a mind fuck it's a mind fuck and so I, I I don't even feel like talking about it by myself anymore I'm gonna take a break and we're gonna get into the conversation and we'll be back all right so what is it that you feel I don't understand keep saying that men need to understand that different women behave different ways. The video may have been showing one woman saying one thing and one woman saying another thing, but the point of the video is that all women switch up their moods depending on their feelings. Every man has experienced this. Every man has been talking about this since their childhood. A girl will be in the mood but playing hard to get, teasing, and, and saying, no, stop. And then you say or do something wrong. Next thing you know, those stops and no's go from teasing and flirting to dead serious. And you are responsible for being emotionally intelligent enough to figure out the difference. Problem is, both women and science know that men are incapable of that level of emotional intelligence. Women are far more socially calibrated than men. But you expect us to be as emotionally calibrated as you, but we are not built that way. The other perspective, the other way I see it is a woman may play flirty with one dude and say, stop, no, but she'll throw it at another dude with no stops and no's. It's, so when are you going to eat this pussy? She is acting differently depending on which man she's talking to. So you may see her, you may hear her say, no, no means no, but then see her with a, with a dude playing flirty with no means no. And then you ask yourself, well, which one's the real no? And how am I supposed to know the difference? A woman will play hard to get. The dude thinks no means no. And then she will turn around and say, what, you were supposed to try harder. You couldn't pick up the hints. Men go through this. All men go through this. And the women's response is either women are 
each woman is different or you should be able to tell. You should be able to understand what I'm feeling. Both of those things are just gaslighting men into doing whatever women want and being manipulated by your emotions. If you're in the mood, you're going to play like you're in the mood. And if your mood changes, there is less communication and more mood swing. So instead of just saying, you know what, I was in the mood before, but what you said just now really, really upset me. And I don't, I'm not in the sexual mood anymore. No man has ever heard those words. It's nine, 99% of the time, it's a mood swing that we have to be aware of. But again, I'll say, both women and science have already come to the conclusion that men are not capable of this level of emotional intelligence. Yet, women's solution to men not picking up these cues is to just yell at us for not picking up these cues instead of changing the way you communicate with us. Like in that video, that one woman, the first woman said, no means no. When a woman says no, it means stop. But every man has experienced the woman that said no, but it didn't mean no. Every man has experienced the woman who has said no, and she did mean no, and then changed her mind later. Every man has gone through these things. No woman admits it, except the second woman in the video who says, you have to understand my coded language. So if I run across this woman right after I was dealing with the first woman who said no means no, how am I supposed to understand this woman's coded language of no means yes? Each woman we come across, we use the basic standard methods that we, that we see working on every other woman. That's why dudes still catcall, because we use the same methods over and over and over again. We are hunters. If I use one hunting method and it works, I'm going to keep using it. Women are not the hunters. Y'all can switch up whenever you want to, because you're the prey. You're trying not to get fucked without any emotional attachment. So you play emotional games in order to get us to act a certain way. So if a woman is being flirtatious, but saying no and stop, now, she doesn't really mean no and stop. What she's doing is a test. If he doesn't stop, all he wants from me is sex. That's going to make me upset, and then the no's turn real. If he does stop and respects my boundaries, I understand that he really cares about me. Now I do want sex. You can see dozens of interviews of women saying this. If a man wants sex too much, then I'm going to turn him down. But if he, if he doesn't act like he wants it, then I'm going to give it to him. This is the game that men have to play. This is why we fail so often, because we're not good at this emotional game. That's why dude was crying in the video, because like many men, see, seeing that video gives flashbacks of being in confusing situations when you genuinely thought you were doing the right thing and you ended up wrong. Or you genuinely thought you were doing the wrong thing, then the girl comes back and says, well, why didn't you try harder? I only said no once. This is what men go through. And then women turn around and use their privilege of denial to say, no, that's not what's happening. You're just dealing with different women. Each woman is different. That's not true. If you don't, if you don't think that all of these things are true, then give me some sort of evidence, some sort of statistical studies, some sort of interviews where women can defend the idea that this confusion is not real 
and men are not being gaslighted by women's emotions when it comes to this subject of stop and no, no meaning no, and sometimes no meaning yes, but only when no means yes. If I go, if I explain further, I can also say that women, the majority of the time, aren't doing this on purpose. When women are, when women are playing coy, and like, like she said in the video, we want to look innocent. It's not about trying to manipulate a man and, and making him go to jail for, for, for violating consent just because she wanted to say no, but it really meant yes, or she, or she wanted to, no, it's nothing like that. Because women see what men say from the female perspective. Men don't think about the male or female perspective necessarily. We think about the logical and reasonable perspective first and then put gender on top of it. The same behaviors can be coming from men, and we would look at it the same way. You see these behaviors coming from women, and you look at it from a women's perspective. You hear the male perspective, and you still think about it from the woman's perspective. Just like the nature of men can be negative, positive, or indifferent. There are things that men do that women don't do that affect women in a way that men will never be affected. And men recognize it. The average man cannot deal with it. That's why dude in the video was crying. Because the average man does not understand women's nature. And this is a part of women's nature. That's the conversation that I want to have. That's why I said you were getting emotional. Because it's not about who's right and who's wrong and who's bad and who's good. My point is it's situational. It's not about different women. It's how all women behave in different situations. When women think, you think feelings first, logic second. Men think logic first, feelings second. So when you ask a man a question, this is why women so often think that men say stupid shit. Because if you ask a man a question, he's going to answer it first, not think about your feelings first. What women do in many situations to test a man is to ask a question when, he, when she knows he's not on his game in that moment. She asked me that question to test me. I and most men in those situations are not ready for a test. What we're trying to convey to women is that you don't understand us. We understand you because we are the ones that have to deal with the consequences for not understanding you. When a man does not understand a woman, he faces jail. He faces ridicule. He faces the loss of his reputation. Men understand the women's arguments. You are the ones in power. You don't get that. You are in power. In this conversation, on this topic, this is about the differences in power between men and women. Women have the power to play this, this game of you're supposed to understand me. I'm trying to tell you that men are not good at this game due to our basic biology. We do not think like you. In that moment, I was horny. She asked the question. I wanted to answer the question as quickly as possible so we can get back to the horny game. In the woman's mind, when asked that question, the man is supposed to have the appropriate response that she feels is appropriate, which is impossible because that causes us to have to be mind readers. Have you ever heard a shit? Have you ever heard of a shit test? No. The reason you've never heard of a shit test is because you're not a man. Men know what shit tests are. 
A shit test is a random question to test a man in a moment when a woman feels like he is off his game. The reason why women use shit tests is to constantly test and challenge men for their worthiness to be with them. She asked me an off-topic, off-kilter question in order to gauge my true feelings for her in the moment. And in her mind, she decided that if I answer the question in a specific way, that I'm going to be wrong. Your podcast is a platform for women. You talk about women. You only say negative things about men. A shit test has a hundred wrong answers and one right answer. And they're used on men exclusively because women know that men don't know the one true answer for most of these questions. And the one true answer is usually something that a man wouldn't think about in that moment. For instance, asking a dude about his ex while, while y'all doing some freaky shit. I'm not in that mindset. The reason I don't remember the question is because what was more emotionally triggering was the argument afterwards finding out why she was upset. I remember that she was upset because I wasn't supposed to answer the question at all. That's why I don't remember the question and the answer because my answer wasn't relevant. I could have given a hundred answers and all of them would be wrong because there was only one right answer. So yes, some women will play coy. Some women really mean stop and no. Some women will only do that when they're trying to blow a dude off and they don't want to deal with the repercussions of him maybe being aggressive. Some women will do it depending on this, like maybe it's somebody she already messed with or somebody that she's about to mess with, but she wants to look a little innocent. All of these different reasons for the same behavior. And that is what men are trying to say. You have all of these different reasons for the same behavior that causes misunderstandings and confusion. Women have gained so much control in the Western world that you have now become the, the superior gender in a way. Misandry is running wild. And women are allowed to say and do whatever while men have to deal with the consequences of not understanding female empowerment and the female perspective and women's, and women's consent and all these things. Men have been spending years learning everything we can. The problem is women constantly change. Now, again, this isn't about good or bad. This isn't about right or wrong. This is understanding about this is about understanding the nature of men and women. We are different. We think differently. We operate in the dating world different. That's the nuance. I'm not saying that women are inherently by nature malicious and abusive. But I'm saying by nature, some of the tactics you use are abusive and manipulative. Now, let me flip it before you do. I know men have equal amounts of manipulation and abusiveness in their nature. Understanding the like what? The fact that men have to be hunters when it comes to dating causes many, many toxic and abusive tactics to be developed. We know that 
women like sex. But a man cannot, a woman can walk up to a dude and say, yo, I'm just trying to fuck. I don't really want a relationship. And and men will have no problem with it. Never. Ever. But a man cannot just walk up to a woman and say, yo, you're attractive, but I'm just trying to smash. Like, I'm sure you're a good person. I'm sure you're, you're a great girl. But I don't want a girlfriend. I'm just trying to smash. You can't say that outright. Even to a woman that would be okay with it. Because women want to feel a certain way. So men understand that we have to be manipulative in order to get from point A to point B. I've had one night stands with women who they knew it was a one night stand. They didn't want to take it any further, but I also knew that they wanted me to treat them like they were going to be my next girlfriend because you don't want to feel like a piece of meat for a man. I, as a one night stand, I just want a piece of meat. But for a woman, a one night stand is still an emotional endeavor. I want to feel like he's going to make me his next girlfriend. I want him to fuck me like he loves me. But then tomorrow morning when I wake up and have this post nut clarity, I hope he's gone already. That's a big difference between men and women because it's how we think. It's 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 a mechanical process that we go through. It's not yes, there is feelings involved, but that's not what comes first. There are feelings. I don't I don't care if I'm being used as a piece of meat because that's not the logical end game. The end game in this situation is for me to get laid. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get laid. I know that she wants to feel a certain way. So I'm going to go through the mechanical process that it takes to get her to feel that way, a.k.a. manipulation. The only men that can get away with walking up to a girl and straight up saying, yo, I'm just trying to fuck are the men who look the best with the most charisma and or most money. The average man has to use manipulation. The average woman has to use manipulation. We both do it just in different ways. A woman manipulates a man because it's like, yo, I don't want him to just use me for sex, so I have to use these different shit tests and manipulative tactics to make sure that he's not just using me for my body. And on the flip side, Men have to figure out how to get to the peace lead without making you feel like a piece of meat so he can continue to hit it or to just get to the end goal so that he doesn't ruin his reputation later. I can't let you leave feeling like a piece of meat because then you're going to go tell people and it's going to make me look bad. It's not that he doesn't think you're a good person. It's not that he doesn't care that you have feelings and emotions. It's that men understand, look, the end goal of dating and courtship is sex. So I'm trying to get to the sex. So I'm going to say whatever it takes to get to the sex. Kevin Samuels, Fresh and Fit, Donovan Sharp, Rolo Tomasi, um, Alpha Male Strategies, on and on and on. These dudes have three four, even five-hour-long podcast on these topics. Fresh and Fit has at least five women on, and I've seen as many as 15 women on every single night giving the female perspective, and it's just two dudes arguing against sometimes 10 to 12 women giving the male perspective. We always hear 
about men. We have heard every complaint women have about men for the past 20 to 30 years because of shows like The View and The Real and Oprah and Tyra and Ricky Lake and on and on and on. The majority of men are emotionally drained by women. Women will say, on one hand, men are simple and stupid, but then on the other hand, say men are complicated. You guys are bipolar, by biology. That's what I'm trying to, I'm constantly trying to explain to you how men think. So you can stop looking at things from the female perspective. You're thinking like a woman trying to understand how men think. Like, I'll take it even further because there's, there's something that women do not understand or see that is happening systematically on social media. Men are censored from saying anything negative about women, anything perceived negative about women, even if it's true. Even if it's true, a man is not allowed to say it. If a woman is practicing open misandry, she gets a bigger platform for talking shit about men. If a man even sounds like he's talking bad about women, he gets destroyed. You can go to YouTube channel after YouTube channel after podcast after podcast, and you will hear women saying things that if a man said it about women, he would be canceled immediately. And this isn't just individual decisions. This is the algorithm. If you say misogyny, if you are a male podcaster and say misogyny, you will get, you will lose views. The algorithm works against men who use, who use specific words. But if you are a female podcaster talking about misogyny, you get more views. The algorithm favors you. Men cannot talk about male issues without being censored by the public and the algorithm. The reason Kevin Samuels did not blow up when he was talking about men is because there was nobody getting mad. Kevin Samuels was talking to men and men were listening. He still had thousands of followers and he wasn't the only one. I named almost 10 different male podcasters and I can point out dozens of specific episodes from all their podcasts talking directly to men and not throwing softballs because none of these podcasting men throw softballs to men. They talk to men and women exactly the same. If you watch any Kevin Samuels interviews of him talking to men, he's shitting on men just as bad. He treats everybody equal. If you watch Fresh and Fit, it's a dozen women against two men. And guess what? A lot of the women agree with these two men because they have been on the podcast long enough to get tired of the other women. If you watch Donovan Sharp, he is constantly talking to men. And, you, and I'll tell you what they are all saying to men. They are telling men, women owe you nothing. That you can't demand anything from a woman. A woman can do anything that they want. But you are responsible for setting boundaries. Men don't set boundaries. This is something that they talk about verbatim. Men don't set boundaries. We accept anything from women to get to the pussy. But we need to start setting boundaries and setting standards and not behaving any kind of way just to get the pussy. They talk about 
getting on your goal, getting on your purpose. Stop putting women as your top priority at younger ages. Grind, put your head down, get to work. And then when you've established yourself and made yourself high enough value, you then don't have to deal with the problems that come with dealing with certain types of women. Because now you have the leverage of being higher value, being in shape, being educated, and being gainfully employed. They talk about how to become gainfully employed and get in shape and to focus on your purpose instead of focusing on women. Like, there's so much that they talk to men about. There's so much that they get on men for. One of the prevailing things that they say is that women owe you nothing and that you have to become as a man. You have to work to become high value in order to be able to move in the dating world the way you want to. They shit on dudes that are overweight. They shit on dudes that ain't working. They shit on dudes that, that aren't hustling and trying to make more money and trying to build themselves up. They talk about the socially inept dudes. They talk about the dudes that aren't good with women. And they say, yo, you need to get socially calibrated. Get men around you. Start talking to more dudes. Put your head down and work and watch some of these podcasts so you can understand the nature of women. Stop being angry at women because the nature of women is not malicious in itself. It's just how they are. And men who don't understand the nature of women end up becoming bitter and angry. Once you understand how women are, you understand that there's no reason to be angry. You then now understand how to behave and carry yourself with women in order to get the results that you want. One of the podcasts straight up said, if you bring a girl back to your house and she doesn't want to have sex with you, that is her right and she can do whatever she wants. So if she doesn't want to have sex with you, just say, okay, tell her to leave and call a different girl because no woman owes you anything. These are the things they're saying to men. But no woman watches these podcasts enough to hear these things being ingrained in men's minds. But you want to know what's so funny about that? What? Women have said it in who they respond and who they gravitate to. Logic would say if you are a man who maybe not look so great or maybe aren't in the best of shape by that logic, then they too would get in shape. They too would go to school, get degrees, make good money, become entrepreneurs or do whatever, whatever, whatever. They would learn those attributes that work and apply it to themselves but that's not what women are being met with women are being met with men with those deficiencies who will still hear the men say that they have to do all of these things and change all these things but they won't and they still will then be upset so I feel like that is an issue in itself because again these are things that men have heard like it's it, this is not new information men have always known these things how is it new it's it's always what? been there, but somehow y'all are just now hearing it. And the only difference in you hearing it is that it's, it's coming out of a man's mouth. There. You, again, are going off the female perspective. But there are stats and evidence to prove that this is not true. Number one, women have been saying what they want, but you don't know how to teach men anything. Here's proof. 70% 
of black households are single mother households. Women cannot teach boys how to be men, period. That's why you see that the majority of high school dropouts, the majority of college dropouts, the majority of criminals, the majority of rapists are all from single mother households. The majority. Because women cannot teach men. Women teach from an emotional perspective. That's why you see so many emotional men out here acting out. Because they weren't taught by men to be stoic. Kevin Samuels, Donovan Sharp, and Flesh and Fit, they're teaching the how. They're not just saying, you need to do this. So, so basically, y'all are saying that y'all ain't have no daddies, and these niggas is stepping in and teaching y'all all the things that y'all didn't learn. Because that's not what I'm basically saying. No, Hold it on. is. Hold on. Because I'm saying men and women did not have that. It doesn't just affect men when they don't have a father in the household. It also affects women when they don't have a father in the household. And you can go back to slavery days because they wrote about the effects of taking men away from women in, in the context of family. They wrote about what would happen if you emasculated the black man and put the black woman in the position to have to be the authority figure in the family. You emasculate the man and then the woman turns around and she emasculates her daughter so that the, the, her daughter can protect herself in this world and she emasculates her son because she wants to protect him from the world. Because when black men stand up strong in this world, we get shot down. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. So what happened during our, during our, slave, our enslavement and segregation all the way up until today, black women have been placed more and more and more into a position of power and black men have been placed more and more and more into a position of emasculation. So what you get is a bunch of emotional ass Hypermasculine men running around and a bunch of emotional ass hypermasculine women running around. And they're constantly fighting because the women were taught to act like men and the men were taught to behave like women. You get a lot of emotional dudes out here. Okay, you look back in the 90s, women were tired of men being aggressive, emotionally unavailable, not in touch with their feelings. So, guess what you got over the next 20 years? You got soy boys. You got man buns. You got emotionally intelligent men that you consider too soft because men aren't supposed to be like that. If you look at the average woman and what they want from a man, they want men to be emotionally disconnected. You don't want an emotional man, but you spent 20 years telling men to be more emotional. No, we want niggas to be emotionally sound. There's a difference. You You cannot hold contradicting statements. Women have been explaining what they want and how for and how men can get it, how men can do it for 20 years. Men have changed from the 90s to now. We have changed based on what you wanted. Men have become more emotional. Men have become more outspoken about their feelings. Men have become more like they call it the blue pill how men defend and, and defend women and jump on women's empowerment you got men calling women queens all fucking day every day men have been listening to women the problem is women cannot teach men you keep telling us to do what you say but we cannot do what you say because the what you want 
and what you're explaining does not work. There's a saying, you want to know how to make a woman miserable? Give her everything she wants. Women have been demanding all kinds of things from men. And men have been changing all of these years. What manifested was soy boys, or you get these alpha men like Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson wasn't just talking to women about men. He was talking to everybody about men, and only women wanted to listen because what he was saying was nonsense. It's the anger that comes from a lot of the manosphere, you know, participants, because it's like, that's a shame y'all didn't have uncles or older brothers or, you know, community leaders or church members or people in your school or like, that's sad. Let me explain all of that that you just said. There is, there is logic and reason and accountability behind all of that. You are right. And everything you just said, especially when you said a lot of these men are angry. You guys know nothing about the manosphere or the world that we operate in. You just talk about it. What you just said about men's anger, called red pill rage. The way men are raised, especially black men in America, the Western world has become extremely gynocentric. It's become very women-centric. Masculinity itself is under attack. All of this stuff has made men softer and softer and softer. While at the same time, women empowerment has been a movement for the past 20 to 30 years. Women have been more empowered to be more aggressive, more masculine, more assertive. All of the things that women like about men have now been transitioned to women. I'll use myself as an example because I represent the average dude who is raised in a single mother household or a female run household. When you're constantly surrounded by women and the men around you are constantly emasculated by women, you tend to pick up feminine traits like being emotionally sensitive. Men are supposed to be a bit more stoic. We don't express emotions the same way women do we express we usually express them through physical action like if a man is is feeling emotionally overwhelmed it's more of a reason for him to hit something than to cry but women when they raise men they teach men to cry instead of hit things so men don't learn the way their body and minds naturally supposed to operate so what happens is we get taught all these blue pill things about how to be with women. You got to be emotionally open and emotionally sensitive and you got to understand her feelings and you have to, you have to let her lead and, and, and be more empowering and call her a queen and, and cater to her and, and on and on and on. All of these things that pile on to women, to men just being subjugated by women. If a man says something about women, that is perceived negatively. Now I'm saying, I'm using specific words, not that it's actually negative or wrong. He is met with anger, resentment, and consequences. Women are raised in a way in this day and age that if a man says or does something offensive to you, the entire gender can now attack him. 
whether or not he's right or wrong. There is no argument. That's why you see this cancel culture on full display. That's why what happened to Kevin Hart happened. He cheated on his wife. He didn't commit a crime, but yet he lost his opportunity to host the Oscars. Women can do and say whatever they want about men, and it puts you on a pedestal of empowerment. So what happens is men learn about the red pill. They learn about women's natural behavior, and they get told that, hey, every bad experience you had with a woman is pretty much your fault because you didn't understand the nature of women and how to behave with that woman. So what happens, it creates red pill rage. Men running around angry at the nature of women and how women behave because they just learned that everything they were taught by women is wrong. The reason why is because men feel like they were raised based on a lie that caused all their problems with women. Women raise and teach men how to behave with women. Then these men have negative experiences with women in the dating world and they don't understand why they keep having these negative experiences. They get into arguments with women, and they get cheated on by women, and they get played by women, and they're like, why is this happening to me? Why is Tyrone and Chad over there getting all this pussy and women treat them like kings, and I'm getting played, and I'm getting shitted on, and I'm getting called fuckboy and all this? Why, why, why? I'm doing what I saw in the movies to chase the girl, and I'm doing what my mom said, and I'm doing what my, what, my, what my best female friend said, and it never works out. And then you hear from a man like Kevin Samuels or Donovan Sharp or the dudes from Fresh and Fit. You hear from these men who are having success with women, hey, everything you thought was wrong, and here's the truth. Here's how you can actually get play. Then these, then these men, same men who now learn this new truth go out and try it. Or they go out and experience or, or observe it, and they're like, motherfucker, everything I was taught by all those girls and my mom and my aunt, what the fuck is life? This is bullshit. Women are fucking liars. Women are manipulative and delusional. These are the types you, this is the type of shit you hear from these angry men, right? When you come to the conclusion that everything you were taught about something is wrong, many men get angry. Not all men. Some men then go black pill. Black pill is when men are like, oh, fuck women. Fuck this bullshit. Fuck the manipulative games. I'm going MGTOW. You know what MGTOW is? Men going their mm. own way. If they want to be gay, just say that. Because that sounds it's not wild. Gay, you see? It's shame and insult. But that sounds wild. Like, go it's your own gay. way from what, what? Okay, so where is the middle ground where you try to relate? So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where is the middle ground where you try to relate? You're not hearing the nuance. If I'm talking about red pill race, then there must be a red pill without the race, right? No. If I'm talking about going from red pill race to black pill, if I'm saying red pill rage and all you hear is the rage, then you're not listening. I'm saying there is a red pill. The red pill is men who have woken up to the nature of both men and women who are no longer angry 
and who operate in a conservative manner and carry themselves differently once they learn the nature of women and how to behave in order to get the best results in relationships with women. That is the red pill. Red pill rage is what comes beforehand when you realize all the things you were wrong about. Black pill is the opposite direction of red pill, meaning you get the red pill rage from the realization and then you decide, fuck women, I'm going the opposite direction of red pill. Red pill is not giving up on women and shitting on them. Okay, you know what it and is. Again, I'm gonna tell on, you what my problem. On. No, I'm gonna tell you what my problem is. My problem. I'm gonna tell. No, I'm gonna tell you what my problem is. My problem is. Full of men, you would be the only person confused. I mean, again, I don't Business? think. I, again, I don't think it's that I'm confused. I think that I'm. I'm thinking faster than the conversation is happening, and yes, I think that's my. And you're jumping ahead based on your feelings. It's not based if on my feelings, though. These angry men and not understanding what I'm trying to say, then you're in your feelings. Because guess what? If there is red pill rage and then just plain red pill, what's the difference? Here's what it is. The men practicing red pill rage are the dudes that you see on these forums talking shit about women, talking about cook my steak and, and, and suck my dick. Those are the angry men. The red pill men that aren't angry you don't hear from because they're not angry. How can you hear from somebody who has nothing to say? And that's what I'm saying. Okay, fine. I get that those men are angry. They're still stuck in a stage. So where? how do we get to the other side? That's my thing. I'm thinking faster than the conversation is happening. I'm just trying not to be rude about it. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. How do you get to the other side? I hear you. You have to start understanding that the things that Kevin Samuel says about how women behave are not always untrue. Just because women don't like how he's saying something doesn't mean that what he's saying isn't true. Because you see, he doesn't say that all women should accept all men. What he's saying is, is if you keep dating losers, your mate selection system is fucked up. Just like he says to men, if you keep dating hoes and stocks, your mate selection system is fucked up. Men in the manosphere, we hold both men and women accountable. You will never see coddling of men. If a dude comes on, and I can, we can go watch podcast after podcast of men calling into men's podcasts and getting told, yo, bro, you're socially miscalibrated. You don't know, you sound like you don't know how to talk to women. Bro, how much do you weigh? You weigh 300 pounds? Hop in the gym first and then see what results you get because you're a fat ass right now. And this is how we got right back to square one is I heard all of that already. I hear all of that already. I feel like women been telling niggas that stuff, but we not okay. in a position to yeah. tell y'all that. So women now it takes men to tell men these things. I'm already there. No, I heard not that. tell men things. Teach men the details of how to be this way. A woman cannot behave like a man. Mm. You can tell a man how you want him to behave, but you cannot demonstrate it. When a man explains to a man, here's how you're supposed to behave, that man who is, who is, who is learning then watches that man to see how it's done. If a dude is telling men 
go work out, he's already fit. And you can watch his YouTube channels to learn how to get fit. If a man is telling men to not be over emotional when it comes to how women behave, he also explains how to not be over emotional and how to carry yourself in order to avoid being over emotional. Men explain the how and demonstrate the how. Women cannot explain or demonstrate the how. You can just tell us what you want. And if you give a woman everything she wants, that's the quickest way to make her miserable. Because just because a woman says this is what she wants doesn't mean that's what she wants. The majority, average woman, doesn't know what she wants. Let me correct. Doesn't know what she needs. She thinks what she wants is what she needs. So you can go across the internet and you can watch women talking to women about women saying that women play hard to get. That women will hold out the pussy on a dude she really likes and throw away the pussy on a dude that she just wants to fuck. Women will say all kinds of contradictory things and then expect men to get them both right. Be this way and this way. I know they're opposites, but you got to do both. You even made a post one time. I don't know if you made the post or you just reposted it, but it was like, I want a low-key popular dude that, that, um, that's a thug, but, but can also walk in the corporate office. Like, you want 50 Cent. But I've met that dude. Yes, but the problem is 50 Cent became a different person. No, it was no, 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 wasn't not even Jackson. him. I'm talking about real, real life. I know the dude, like... But they, you are shooting for the top 1% of men. 1%. If the dude is just in shape, he's already in the top 20% of men. If the really? dude is in shape and has, yes. We have an obesity epidemic in America. Yeah, but the way niggas make it sound is just women. So it's interesting to hear you say that. No. If a man is in shape with no money, still puts him in the top 20%. Because the majority of men in America are obese and overweight. The reason why you only hear it about women is because men don't deny being fat and overweight. Men don't argue fat phobia. That is a women that is a women centric thing. Because men are visual. We want different things. A man wants a woman who's in shape because that is that value is higher than her financial value. But when a woman sees a man that's overweight, his financial value is higher than his physical value. Men and women want different things. It seems to you that men are only getting on women who are overweight simply because women have created the movement to empower being overweight. Listen, if a man is fat, either he accepts it or he does something about it. Men did not create the fat phobia movement. Men did not create the idea of fat shaming. Because when a man is overweight or inadequate in any way, he understands that the world is not going to fuck about his feelings. He either fixes it or accepts his position. That's why you see bum-ass niggas say bum-ass niggas their whole life because they've accepted it. They don't complain about it. You don't see overweight men talking about fat shaming unless they're gay and soft. In, in, in taking things down a notch I really just want to Because I don't want to be lectured I think that's what it is I keep I'm getting annoyed with being lectured At what point can we just say That 
it's how can I put this the reason why we are arguing is because you are only thinking from a woman's perspective you are saying you are using talking points that the majority of average women use and if you watch question six you will hear when men bring up women's weight you hear well what about short men when women bring when men bring up the fact that men don't complain about the same things that women complain about you hear women say, "Well, what about this? Well, what about that?" I, okay, so that's uh, all right. All right. So I, so I, we think completely differently. I'm being lectured shit that I've already heard. I'm I, the same way you feel like I keep bringing up shit that you've heard on other shit. I feel like you are talking all the same shit that I've heard all of these men say, which is why I said. It's the men who regurgitate this stuff from these people and they use them at women. I get, I want to get to a point in talking to you as somebody who I know and getting you to understand. Because, I, I, again, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not. I keep asking you how we get to the other side and you still want to keep telling me how women are fucking what they used to do. You don't want any answer that involves women having to change their behavior. Listen to me and stop arguing because you're getting upset because you're being contrarian. You're being contradictory on purpose. Every time I say something, you have a response that's well. What about this? I am I'm asking you, you if I am thinking of I'm if I'm thinking of it from both perspectives. I can hear you simply, say, but I am though. You, 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 you keep trying to lecture me. You keep trying to lecture me instead of answering the question. You hear my answer as a lecture because my answer doesn't sound like what you want to hear. How? I'm giving you how many questions have I really asked versus how many answers I've been trying to. I just keep I keep talking and talking and talking, and yet you're saying you're not getting any answers. Then what am I saying? Because I'm not asking any questions. Because what you're saying is the backstory to how we got to this and the this, that, and the third, and the single month. And I get it. We all understand that. You hear backstory. I'm giving you answer. But that doesn't explanation. I'm giving you answer. But I. You don't feel as an answer because you don't accept these answers. You think that I'm just talking about the past and why things are the way they are. I'm explaining why things are the way they are as an answer. Because you have two dozen questions. And I'm telling you again, for the millionth time, you are doing what so many women do in these conversations. And I can say the same of you. That's the point. But see, but this is the point, but this is the point. This is the point. The reason why we keep having the same argument from person to person to person to person to person to person to person person is because no actual answers have been given on either side because never what? Because wait a minute, because time out, because time out, because I did ask you, I did specifically ask you, where was the middle ground? And you said it was the red pill. If they spoke more to make it so that the red pill rage guys are not the spokespersons of you motherfuckers then maybe we would understand maybe we would understand that there are different levels to it the whole issue that i have what you see how you just keep going even after even though i gave you an answer see i gave you an answer and then you just didn't listen to me okay i told you 
See, you just said, well, you keep letting these reptile races be your spokesperson. No, we're not. Because Donovan Sharp and Kevin Samuels and Fresh and Fit and Rolo Tomasi and Alpha Male Strategies and O'Shea Duke Jack and on and on and on. None of these dudes represent Red Bull Rage, and they talk down against it constantly. They are the spokesperson. How can you take somebody in the comment section as the spokesperson? You see the comments of angry men, and you say, this represents men. What I'm saying is, is that the context in which these the angry men are using... Angry men are the only ones commenting. So if it's you are not, reading but, the, but, comments, but, the, but again, we're not. Again, the world is not full of Kevin Samuels and fresh and fit niggas. The world is full of the niggas in the comments, and that's the problem. Is no. that everybody in the comments is no. not Kevin Samuels? Everybody in the comments is not them two other niggas. But, you're but asking, you, but again, you're again. They're not just you're leaving comments. They're in the real world. Is what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's women is no, not just. Asking, dealing with them in the comments women are dealing you with them on these the and, and you, you haven't answered me that neither and you ain't even answered me that neither except you didn't accept it you where they at you said they got their heads down they not in none of these places so then if they're not nowhere to be found who the fuck is supposed to find them to be found you're not listening where did you say they were where did you say they were answering your questions this is similar. This is where red pill rage comes from. Because if I didn't understand the nature of women, I'd be angry. Because I've learned the nature of women. I, I can look back and see that you are arguing the same way every single argumentative woman I have spoken to argues. You ask question after question after question after question after question after question and don't accept any answer. And anytime I say, this is what I meant, or this is what I said, you can just say, no, it's not. And I have to continue to argue with you. I keep arguing with you because you're making me argue with you. I keep giving you answers and you just question the answers. You ask questions, you get answers, and then you question the answers. You question the question, but you're not listening to any of the answers truly. Daniel, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm in, I'm listening. Trust me. I am listening but if to you. Ask me a question, oh, oh, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so, okay. So, all right. All right. So, use, okay. 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 Time out, time out, time out, time out. Women don't listen to anybody. You don't listen to men. You don't listen to women. You don't listen to anybody. That's the problem. Men have been listening. And you get a bunch of different responses. You get the red pill. You get the blue pill. You get the black pill. You get the white pill. If you look into the manosphere and research these different pills, you'll understand the different mentalities that men come to when they learn the nature of women. Women do not listen to anybody. Have you ever heard of Love Dorsey? Yes, I'm Love familiar. Dorsey, Love Dorsey is an, is an influencer that talks to women about women and tells y'all y'all ain't shit all the fucking time. 
Now, she comes from a very hood perspective. Like, she does not fucking play. But then you can go to, have you ever heard of Liliana Van Zandt? No. Another female, and she's an older woman. She's been talking to women for 30 fucking years. But I, can't, I don't know why I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but there's a, there's a Muslim woman that wrote a book called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. She's been talking about this for 40 years, and women have hated her the entire time. Now she's popular again because women are finally saying, damn, you was right this whole time. There are female influencers that are talking about all of the things that women need to do to change and make these situations better. They also talk to men, but they are platforms for women talking to women. And guess what? These female influencers agree with the male influencers. A lot of these female influencers, even when they say they don't like how Kevin Samuels says things, they agree with what Kevin Samuels says. Here's what they say to women. You're too masculine. How can you be so masculine and then expect a masculine man to be attracted to you? Do you want a gay man? Because only gay men are attracted to masculinity. So the more masculine and aggressive you are, when you say things like, and you have said this out of your own mouth, I'm a nigga at least three days out of the week. You immediately turn men off because women are, men are attracted to femininity. So if you say blatantly that you act like a nigga, especially to some men that don't even use language like that. So it's a turn off. They hear women cops, my nigga this, my nigga that, yeah, bitch ass nigga. The overaggression and masculinity from women, especially black women, is what turns men off. The fact that you want to be an alpha in the relationship, there is only one alpha. Alpha literally means one. There is no alpha male and alpha female. There's only alpha. And if you want to be the alpha female in the relationship, you got to take a beta male who is going to defer to your leadership. You can't expect a man to be a leader and then constantly question his leadership. That's how you get fired from a job. How many jobs have you ever had where you can just question the boss every time he makes a decision? Knowing that he's the one that signs your paycheck. It doesn't happen. I I was about to say it doesn't happen, but again, I'm not. It's not a. It's it's just. I. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that women want to be able to make sure that where I'm about to step, this foundation is solid because a lot of us have lived through situations where shit looks solid from the outside looking in. We've seen it with our parents. We've seen it with our relatives. We've seen it with our friends. We've seen it in our own lives. Niggas is at a point right now where we're 30. Hold on. We're at a, we're at, we're at a time right now where we are well into our thirties. So it's not just things that people are saying on the internet. These are things that people have actually lived. Let me explain. Past 30, the average person can change very little. So what you're saying is, you see a lot of anger from both sides. But the men who have learned and grown and changed, these are a lot of the men that women complain about. Y'all, like, you you (laughs) don't really... Listen, listen, listen. Women don't really understand how much they blind themselves to the, the men that are out there that they actually want. 
Because, like, if you scroll down the average person's social media, not man or woman, the average person's social media, within 10 minutes, you can find five posts of random women just saying, just posting negative things about men. Because it's ingrained in y'all, in the, the average woman's mind that first and foremost, men are the enemy. And now I have to weed through the enemy to find someone who's not as much as, as an enemy. You have women who are in relationships who still talk negatively about men in general, even though they have a good man right at home. When women post about how niggas play video games too much and all he want to do is be on the game and blah, blah, blah. Y'all don't realize that you're bashing the dude that's not in the club trying to bag everything he sees. Good men are always home doing nothing. Good men are always at work. Good men don't go into the comment sections and complain. How many episodes of Kevin Samuels have you seen where women quote the same number? A hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand. They all want men to make over a hundred grand a year. But the majority of jobs for men pay less than that for the whole career. Firefighter, police officer, military, construction, like most of these jobs pay less than 90 grand career-wise. If you're in the military and you're enlisted, which is the majority of the military, you maxed out at about 90 grand. You women automatically disqualify a lot of good men for completely arbitrary reasons. The friend zone. There are women who have, have had male friends for decades that will say, this is my ride or die, this is my best friend. He's always there for me, he's always been loyal and don't understand that that's their future husband standing right next to him because they quote unquote, don't want to ruin the friendship of sex. Meanwhile, they're dating the dude that doesn't treat them as good because that dude is physically attractive. That dude has attractive potential. Women on a regular basis, and you can see it everywhere, date the wrong men on purpose. Because the traits that make a man sexually attractive are not the same traits that makes a man romantically attractive. Right. When a man right. is romantically Women want both. When someone is already no, giving you the feels, but I'm, you want I'm them to... Attraction, I'm not just talking about look. I'm talking about physical attraction as far as the way... Because again, with women, attraction is mental. Like for instance, I'll give you a really good example of how women want what they think they want, not what they actually want. A man who is too available and too emotionally attentive and too in touch with your feelings is a turnoff. Women prefer a man that's a little bit more aloof. Again, again, I specifically asked you to not make this a conversation about general people. I said, I'm also talking about myself. You said that when women talk about men who are playing the video games, they don't realize that they're shitting on majority of men who stay home and don't go out. Okay, cool. I hear you. Women can work on that. Checkbox. 
But now, how do we get to where the women who want to meet those men? I'm trying to explain that. To yeah, you, but your but explanation you is taking mad long. You can't just answer. See, I don't need an explanation. Something complex in very few words, and I'm trying to make sure that you don't misunderstand me. Yeah, this but the thing about it is, I think because you know what it is, I feel like when you go on certain tangents, it, it, I get what it is. It's triggering me because it seems as though you feel like you can't just say it for what it is when I say answer the question I mean just answer the question and if I have any questions on that then I'll ask you follow-ups I don't need a whole history lesson before you get to the answer because every time I answer a question simply with very few words you haven't though you've only done it to spite me when I actually ask you you don't don't say how to do it because I stop doing it because when I do do it you just you Okay. All right. So we're going to start right now. We're going to, we're going to, all right. We're going to time out. Time out. We're going to start right now. We're going to start right now. I'm asking you a question. Where do women find these men? The men you are looking for are outside and online, but you're looking for the wrong men. They are everywhere. I'm trying to explain. You're asking me how to find them. I'm trying to explain to you that you have to identify them. You got to pick them out of the crowd. And they are very, 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 very easy to recognize traits. Like but what? The problem is. No, no, no. Don't tell me what my problem is. Don't t- please don't tell me what my problem is. Tell me what the traits are. Not, I just, I just want to hear what the traits are, please. I, I don't want to hear what my what problem the is. Because it's not about the traits. I really just need, you said that we have, no, 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 time out. You said that we have to find the traits. We have to pick them out of the crowd. What are the traits to pick them out of the crowd? I'm trying to explain to you. Don't explain to me. You're asking for an answer. The answer is an explanation. Okay, so, all right. The answer is, the answer, the answer is an explanation. Go ahead. Are you going to accept the answer I'm trying to give you? Yep. Because I'm, this is what I'm, I mean. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm accept, accept it. I'm going to accept it. If this is the answer, I'm going to accept it. Go ahead. This is the answer. Women want to find the good men. Now, well, let me make sure I'm getting the question right first. Are you asking me where women can get up, go out the door, and physically go look for these men or go online and talk to these men? Or are you asking me how women can identify and recognize these men in a crowd? The latter. Okay. In order to explain that, in order to give that answer, I have to talk about the differences in the men that you're looking for. Because I can't tell you what someone's not doing. You get me? Like, I can't tell you something that doesn't exist. Like, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. So I have to explain the different types of men that women look for. And there's only two that I'm, that I'm talking about. When it comes to the good men that women want, women are usually blinded to these traits because they are not the traits that are immediately sexually attractive or gratifying. These traits are deeper You don't have to dig them out, but you have to look past what you already inherently biologically are attracted to. Women have to deny, they have to to fight against their natural physical sexual attractions in order to get to 
the the deeper parts of where a good man is. And when I say deny those things, I'm not saying deny like you don't have to get with a dude that you find physically unattractive. What I'm saying is good men don't do the things that women usually find attractive. As in like, okay, a woman talks to 10 dudes and she's only going to give her number to maybe one of them. All 10 of these dudes came to holler at her. She only gave her number to one of them. But out of those 10 dudes, a couple of them stood off to the side and gave her the respect of finishing conversations before they approached her and did it in a respectful way. The rest of the dudes just kind of walked up and tried to holler, interrupted conversations, tried to pull her away from the group, like did all kinds of kind of, kind of douchey things. But they were more aggressive. They were more confident. See, usually a good man is thinking about the consequences of his actions before he takes them. Dudes that can usually fuck on the first night are not thinking about the consequences. They're thinking about getting from point A to point B. So when you're looking for more well-behaved men, men who are less likely to, to treat you bad in a relationship, it's not always the more aggressive, assertive dude. Because certain alpha male traits come with positives and negatives. Beta males are made to be with, with women who are a little bit more forceful, a little bit more assertive. Because they were raised by women and taught to defer to a certain extent to their leadership and, and be more equal. Partnership. Those are the softer dudes. When women usually go after men, when women are attracted to men, when women are attracted to me, I am much more attracted to women when I'm much more aggressive and assertive and care less about their feelings. When I'm, when I'm more focused on what I want out of the situation, I get better results. When I try to cater to women and, and like do what they want and, and do what they say and like speak how they want, take them to where they want, do the things that they want, buy them the things that they want, I come off as a doormat. It's not that I am a doormat. I'm just trying to cater to my woman and make her happy. But constantly catering to a woman, even if she asks for it, is not something that she actually wants. So when you're looking for good men, it's hard for women to find the good men because these good men don't display traits that are sexually attractive. They may be physically attractive. They may have money, but they're not always going to come at you in an assertive way. They're not always going to be the most confident. They're not always going to be the ones that like lead everything and tell you what to do and where to go and how to dress because a lot of women want that. So a lot of the softer men are the good men, but women are not attracted to soft men. Dudes who play video games all the time and they spend their time working out and playing video games and, and they just go to, go to work and they hang out with the boys. They're not really in the club like that. They like playing basketball and handball. Like these dudes are usually, not always, but usually a bit more suited to long-term relationships. Now, here's a big caveat. All men cheat. The problem is, and where women get frustrated is, 
all men cheat based on their options. The less options a man has, the less he's going to cheat. That doesn't mean he's not going to cheat. So when you're talking about good men, it's hard to even leave cheating on the table because even a good man is going to cheat. And it has nothing to do with whether or not he's good or bad. It's just that men cheat. And it's based on how many options they got. If a dude is rich, in shape, and has clout, like a blue check on Instagram, or he's a celebrity or something, he's going to stick his dick in everything. But if a dude is a bus driver, and he's got a dad bod, and he doesn't even have a car or drives like a Prius, he's going to have less options to cheat. Therefore, he's going to be more loyal based on his options. Does that in any way answer the question? Going back to it, good men are out there, but they do not display the same traits that women look for when they're looking for men. They don't display sexual traits, period. They just kind of exist. Like me, I've been single for two years. You know I'm not the worst dude in the world, but nobody's trying to get with me. Then men need to learn how to be friends with women platonically nope. so they can and get I'll to see the woman. Wait, so they can see who the, the woman for who she truly is before they want to be head over heels nope. and vice versa. Nope, and I'll tell you why. Men should never be in a friend zone with women, period. The friend zone is a one-sided relationship that purely benefits the woman and not the man. Friend zone is the dead zone. I've literally heard that exact friend zone is dead zone. I've heard that from Kevin Samuels out of his mouth. I've heard it. I've heard it, though. Let me give you an example because you've heard it, but you don't understand the full context of it. The reason why friend zone is the dead zone and men should never want to be in the friend zone is because men and women can't 100% truly be friends. Because when the dude gets put in the friend zone, the origin of that comes from he was trying to holler at you. The relationship started with him wanting to have sex with you. The only reason he went into the friend zone was because of the off chance that sometime in the future he'll be able to have sex with you. If you ask any of your male friends, no matter how long they've been your friend, they're going to want say they would have sex with you. The female end, on but the other unfor- hand, but again, I, I hear you on that. But to 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 continue that that point that is new. No, more. because then it's just like then. So men's only reason for wanting no. to associate and with a woman is, is sex. And this is why you need to let me finish. Okay. Because it's not the only reason I was going to give. There's okay. many reasons. Here's another reason. Because you 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 heard sex. No, I heard no, no, no. I heard the whole thing explicitly. You said men and women cannot be friends because any friendship was with the precursor of the man approached with the intentions of wanting to have sex, and the relationship slash friendship. Yes, so let me finish. Okay, let me finish. Go ahead. This man who approached you for sex, uh huh, when he agreed to just be friends, he was agreeing that. He just has to wait longer to try and sleep with you. Now, it doesn't stop at sex, but I'm, I'm bringing up sex first because it is the biggest, it's the biggest evidence that this is not a, a, an, an even and equitable relationship. Because in the friend zone, the woman is completely platonic. 
in nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten friend zone relationships, the woman has decided that there will never be any sexual chemistry between me and this dude. And this is for all men. <laughs> we know that there's less of a chance. We know it's nine out of ten. But here's the thing. She knows that it's platonic. In his mind, it's only platonic until it's not. Because he, from the beginning to the end, has always seen it sexual. I have a now, question, here's though. Where I add on. Here's where I add on. Past the sex. Here's the other reason why it's very one-sided. Men and women, w- women have very little to offer a man when it comes to friendship. For example, a woman cannot help a man with, man with male problems. You can give some advice. But you cannot truly help a man with male problems. Like if a dude is having issues with a woman in a relationship, you can give some advice, but the best advice he's going to get is from another man, probably a married man. When it comes to going out to hang out, eight out of 10 times, the male friend is also paying for his female friend, like a quote unquote friend date that's become so popular these days where men are supposed to take their female friends out on dates and pay for everything. That's not that's the friend zone, but it's completely one-sided in the benefits because you go out with your male friends, they still pay for everything. But men, when they go out with other men, their male friends, men pay for themselves. And if nigga, you ain't got no money, I might hook you up. Or you might just have to sit there and be humble and eat some fries. But men pay for themselves. When a man goes out with a woman who's a friend, he usually pays for her. That's not friendship because it's one-sided. She should pay for herself and he should pay for himself. It goes even further. A male and female can't go out and be friends because if the woman get, if the woman gets into something or if the man gets into something, she cannot help him. Physically, if he gets into a fight with a bunch of dudes, there is nothing she can do about it. Whereas a real male friend can actually help you fight. And if he doesn't jump in, you can drop him and say, he's not loyal, he's a pussy. But if a woman doesn't choose to jump into a fight where you're getting your ass beat, there's nothing you can say she's a woman. She's not supposed to jump into the fight. You're supposed to defend her as a man. So these different aspects make it impossible for a man to truly have a friendship with a woman because it's not based on actual genuine. It's not based on actual genuine platonic friendship nine times out of ten. It's based on sexual attraction and one-sided benefit. He pays for stuff. He protects me when we go out. He keeps other creepy dudes from trying to holler at me. He gives me good advice about the dudes that I am messing with. This is all one-sided. Very rarely is it a, a friend zone relationship where the man and woman pay for themselves. The woman can stand up and throw hands with him. The, the, the woman can give good masculine advice from a male perspective, these things very rarely exist, if at all. That's why a man should never stay in the friend zone. 
if you approach a woman to be sexual or be in a physical or romantic relationship with her and she says no, take the no and move on. She doesn't owe you anything. You don't get in the friend zone for the hope that in the future she might want to know. You move on. Because if you stay in the friend zone, you see a lot of men become better because it's like, yo, I've been wanting this girl for mad long and she keeps dating losers and she won't give me no play. So these are the multiple reasons why I say men and women cannot be true platonic friends. I gotta make a couple phone calls because my phone has not stopped ringing. Um, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right, later. Yeah, so um, that happened, and um, you know, if you agree, if you disagree with either one of our points, you can call in. 347-343-4025 and you know we could talk about it um until next time bye